Hello and welcome to the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me tonight, as always, are the only two friends I have on this planet, Schnell and Tiege. How are you guys doing? You used that joke last time. I think you did, but I it's know still, I did, but it's, it's still true. Still sad. <laughs> Do you have to stop telling something, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's still true? <laughs> All right, I guess that's fair. I guess the only difference, I mean, the the big major difference between right now and last week when we did this is um, I want fruit snacks now. Oh yeah! So. Every every time my uh, my wife goes uh, shopping for groceries, she comes back with at least one just giant box of uh, fruit snacks. I love it. I love yeah. fruit snacks. I love fruit, fruit snacks. snacks. Are pretty good. But anyway, we're back, <coughs> and we're actually doing this finally in like consecutive weeks for the first time in forever. <coughs> so it feels it feels pretty damn good uh, yeah. to to be back. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into this shortly. Uh, but we just played a really fun game of EDH. It was, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was a. I thought it was a good game. It had some solid swings in it. Yeah, I had fun. Um, but yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into that soon. So anyway, it, it's been a week now. Uh, so we've got less to catch up on on the on the in between time. But that being said, uh, Chanel, what have you been up to since the last time we recorded? Uh, since last week, I finally installed arena on my new computer oh and it was it was a long and difficult debate with myself but because it's a fancy new computer it took like no time to install an update which was really cool um all of my decks in arena are half rotated it's been that long (laughs) i did not realize it had been that long i now know what it looks like when your decks are rotated and illegal a yellowy triangle thing telling you 19 <laughs> cards aren't aren't standard legal. And I'm, what, what? But I wanted to play this deck. Um, Try again. Yes. So I'm like, eh, I will play. I'll play one game. I I uploaded or entered and redeemed all of the random codes that I had accumulated in the back of my mind when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Arena again someday. I'm gonna keep you know when I when I actually won in person Magic all of them before times ago. Uh, but I finally uh, renewed or re- redeemed all those codes, got some boosters of some newer stuff, um, and then I went back to my Persistent Petitioners deck, tweaked that, and then made somebody's day sad because he had a blue-black mill that was probably newer and better and fancier than mine. And when I got him down to like about 20 cards, he just dropped. Hmm, so Poor kid. Uh between didn't say please and the other equivalent one where I just uh, I, I got out Drown Secrets early, I think turn two I dropped that, and then I didn't cast anything for like the next four turns I just kept countering his stuff and milling five and he seemed real not happy about that <laughs> his, deck, his deck looked like it was a really good one though, I felt bad for I'm, I'm a huge fan of Drown Secrets. I'm going to be sad to see that one rotate. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is uh, I've got a- uh, Ashiok in there, and Ashiok from War of the Spark is the split-colored one. So it's yep. a mono-blue deck, but I've got blue-black cards. Yeah, I, I have that in all of my current mill current mill builds. I, I just I love that card. I'm going to be sad to see that one go when it rotates, too. Yeah, which we've got two sets now, because the set after Zendikar Rising is the yep. one where rotation happens, which I do like that Arena is like, hey, since you're obviously new to magic, we're going to teach you how this game works, and here's how things are going to rotate. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. 
Let me let me just shuffle up and bitch about the randomizer like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, your shuffling sucks. Yeah, uh, but no, that was that was fun to come back and then be undefeated and then not want to play a second game right away just because I don't want to ruin that streak. But <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will remain undefeated until my next game, and we'll go from there. But I don't know what I want to build because I want to build something new. I I love mill, but I need I need to branch out and start getting pissed off at the new meta, which I'm sure is just three or two decks. <laughs> but, I, but I want to figure out what they are organically. Oh my yeah, I couldn't even. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. <clears throat> Teach. What about you? Have you done anything new and exciting or different since the last time we talked about new and exciting and different? Uh, to be honest, I have not. Uh, it's it's as as we mentioned at the start of the the podcast, we were recording for the second time within a week, uh, which has been unheard of for however long it's been since we've actually gotten together and do this. Um, we are now on a semi-regular schedule. Uh, but um, this past week, I have done absolutely uh, nothing related to Magic, honestly, except for um, finally sitting down and starting to make those changes to my Mutate deck that I was talking about. Hopefully I can have that done by tomorrow. Uh, so I can give it a shot in the game. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, though, but uh, we'll see. Basically, that's all I've been doing. Um, other than, uh, you know, we were on the internet, and we saw some Commander Legends stuff this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw a couple Planeswalkers from Zendikar Rising. Um, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, really, my, my week in Magic has been kind of boring as of yet. Um we did play that game. That game was fun. No, <laughs> I lost. It was uh, fun. Same. I thought it was. I thought it was a fun game. I played yeah. a deck going into it that I knew I wasn't going to like, and I didn't not hate it as much as I thought I was going to not <laughs> like hate it. I liked it. I thought it was cool. There's some good stuff. In I there. it, but that's the thing. It's just a pile of good stuff that has a lot of synergy. I don't like that. Yeah. No, I I, I got it. Uh, it's, it's one of those decks that just builds itself. Yeah, literally. True. True. It really and, does, yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the most important cuts I made to it was I, after going through and uploading it to Architect, I decided that I shouldn't run uh, two copies of Liliana Death's Majesty. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I cut it down to one. I figured that'd be a good EDH call. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, it was basically the deck built itself. Um, I think it as I'm like listening to us talk about it, like we're talking about this game and these decks, and it's like nothing secret. So you played what Alenda, right? I did. Alenda play was your commander. Alenda the Dusk Rose. And Tej, you played your Avengers deck. I played Oros the Avenger. And I played my filthy, filthy <laughs> Eldrazi, Cosmic, yeah. the Great Distortion deck. <laughs> your goddamn your counter spells deck somehow. Um. Yeah, my 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 colorless counterspells deck. Uh, it's if anybody who listens to this show watches game nights, I saw the one way back when they had their first like audience member uh, or guest uh, from you know uh, enter to be on the show kind of deal. And Ashlyn played an Eldrazi deck, and I built one similar to it because I was like, oh, that's neat. I want to do those things. Uh, and one of the things that I was bummed out about was shortly thereafter is when. Um, Panharmonicon, uh, not Panharmonicon, um, 
Uh, oh my God! What's the fun? What's the fun? Untap all the time that got banned. Why can't I think of that? Oh, artifact? Paradox Engine. Thank you, Paradox yes. Engine. I know because I had a masterpiece version in my uh, artifact yeah. deck that uh, no longer is in my artifact deck because I've decided yeah. to upgrade it. So that's where that's where the Mystic Forge came in. Um, I figured that'd be a you know it's, I mean it's not obviously it doesn't do the same thing but it helps a little bit um so that's where that's where that came in but anyway i, I built my my deck um you know i saw hers and then i i built one because uh, i thought it was cool and fun and it is a lot of fun probably sucks to play against though because it's eldrazi and everybody hates eldrazi but anyway uh i haven't really been up to much either um in between just been a busy a busy week uh this was my last week at my current job so i spent a lot of time working late and helping to train and and get things straightened up because i'll be starting a new job on monday uh so i haven't done a whole lot magic related outside of literally playing with you guys a week ago tonight and finally so like not only are we podcasting for the first time within a week but this is the first time we've played magic um you know, uh, twice in a row like this too. So it's been, it's been nice. And I actually like being able to, you know, do, do both on a Friday night where, you know, we can just sit down for, you know, five, six hours or whatever. And, uh, you know, smash out a game of commander and then, and then record <laughs> the three of us can sit down and smash, <laughs> smash it with each other, you know, sling some DNA, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Uh, and then, and then, you know, uh, record the podcast after it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, no, it was, it was a good game. Uh, and you know, I guess it's a nice transition. So we're going to go, uh, Schnell had a really cool idea for, uh, you know, kind of, kind of a overarching episode theme or the, the main theme, if you will, of an episode. But before I have him introduce what that thought was and what we're going to get into in the, the episode proper, if you will, uh, TG, you mentioned double masters and, uh, or sorry, not, um, double masters, commander legends. I'm looking at the commander legends thing and they reference double masters here. But, uh, one of the things that I thought, you know, the, the first thing I think that Teej brought up in our, in our group chat, uh, was the fact that it, people just immediately kind of shit themselves over what the draft format is going to be for oh, yeah. commander legends. <laughs> yeah, a and, lot of, I a mean, lot of random and unnecessary hate. Yeah. I don't I don't understand what people A what people thought was going to happen and B I don't understand the gripe with it. Like it's a limited format. Oh, it's too much like Brawl. How is it like Brawl other than the fact that there's 60 cards in the deck first of all? Uh, you know, and I understand people are saying that, you know, when you draft, it's not necessarily a singleton format because you can have more than one copy of a single card in a deck. So, I so, understand so the people before- who say that might violate the spirit of EDH, but I don't. Before Sorry, Teach. I don't mean to. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Before we go any further with this, let's let's explain uh, what it is real quick. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, so, I got I got off on a tangent there. Do yeah, you want to Do you want to take that? Yeah, I'll do that. So, Commander Commander Legends is a is a set that's been designed uh, for drafting, and the the pile of cards that you're going to get are going to very closely resemble a commander deck. Um, each booster pack has 20 cards in it. Um, uh, I think there are one or two legends in each booster pack, if I remember correctly. There's at least one. There might be two. I think there, now that I'm saying it, there just might be one in every booster pack. Uh, so you are going to be able to open your commanders. Um, when you draft, you are going to pick two cards out of your pack before passing them along. Um, left, right, left, like normal, and by the end, you're going to have 60 cards. Uh, and that is going to be uh, uh, your deck. Um, so, 
I don't know exactly like like there's there's some things in there you really have to pay attention to because you know color identity and all that stuff matters. Um, but uh, the big thing is they're bringing back the partner mechanic. Uh, Forty one new partners are going to be in this deck, including uh, one very special one. Priz Priz Prism Prism guy. <laughs> oh yeah, where is that goofy little guy? Uh, the the prismatic piper. Yeah, prismatic piper. Which as soon as you said an odd from when, as soon as you said an odd number of partners, I just immediately got upset, and then I remembered the prismatic one. I'm like, okay, okay, calm down. Yes, yes. Just, how um, God, odd numbers of partners? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So prismatic piper is super cool um, for two reasons. Uh, one. Uh, it says if the prismatic part, uh, if the prismatic piper is your commander, choose a color before the game begins. The prismatic piper is the chosen color, uh, so that can be one of your partner commanders for your deck. If you draft uh, a lot of really cool blue cards but didn't pull a blue legendary creature, the prismatic piper is your friend. And this goes right into uh, the second really cool thing that I like about this card is the prismatic piper is, for all intents and purposes, the same exact thing as a basic land in these drafts. You are always going to have access to a prismatic piper. You don't have to draft it. If at the end of your thing you need a prismatic piper, you just look for one that someone has lying around. Ask your uh, 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 your game store guy if he has a or or girl. I apologize uh, if they have an extra one lying around. Or just grab a basic land and a sharpie and write prismatic piper on it. That is totally okay to do, I promise you. And that will fix your colors for your deck. I think prismatic piper is a super cool card. Um, we're going to talk, I guess, in a little bit about uh, uh, the the community uproar about how broken it is and immediate bannings uh, being called for in regular commander. <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> for my favorite who was don't the guy. Understand cards and their words. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, there was the, the the first complaint I saw was, "Oh, sure, Lutri gets banned immediately, but this card is illegal." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That one, think, just, that one just made me angry, to be honest. <laughs> I think in the in 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 these stupid people's defense, <laughs> uh, they didn't read the card and remember exactly how partner works. Yeah, you can't that, just. That was just, my. <laughs> when somebody's right. like, "Great, so I can just add," you know, so and so can add whatever color, and I forget which cliche commander they said. I'm just like, "Am I missing something?" <laughs> Because my default default is to assume that I'm wrong and that anyone willing to talk about magic knows what they're talking about and probably knows more than me. And I am slowly learning that that is not the case. (laughs) Not not at all. And then and then there were the people who were like, "Yeah, I know you have to partner with something, uh, but this means you can just add any one color to any other partner." Uh, to which the response is, you can already do that with the partners we have available. With with a better Why? partner, because then you'll get exactly. the ability. <laughs> Why would you run the Piper when you can run literally any yeah. other partner yes. in the color that you want? Oh. Uh, sometimes, you magic people, sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. You're yes. dumb. Now, now I hope, like, M- M- Mark Rosewater just goes... I, I guess we're gonna ban it. Have fun drafting without this. Like, yes, <laughs> just to just to go. Fine, you guys get exactly what you want this time. 
Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Anyway, um, got a, got off a, a track a little bit there. So back to the, the drafting thing. You're going to end up with a 60-card uh, deck. Um, I'm really curious to see how this plays out because I feel like people... People are just gonna have to draft intelligently. Like it, it seems stupid to, <laughs> like it, you can't risk you can't risk going into colors that you can't run. I don't know exactly how that's gonna work. Um, that's what I'm worried about. Cards. If there's not a lot of overflow, yeah. Because I mean, so right. Well, okay. Never mind. I just fixed it because, in my stupid person's defense, I'm like sixty card, sixty card deck. I completely forgot about basic land. There's going to be. There's going to be like 30 dead cards you draft. Maybe. Right. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, you good are call. you are going to draft dead cards. Yeah. Good call. That yeah. that excellent. You fixed it. You solved it. <laughs> yeah. There is for that because I was also forgetting about basic lines. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to draft for money against Tej and I, now is yes. the time because apparently we forgot how the game works. Uh, can you, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine just? Just looking at your perfect sixty that you drafted, like everything's in your colors, and you just sit down to go, and then, oh, oh no! I need, I need to mulligan and or call my mom to come pick me up because I'm scared. I do not belong here. Good call, good call. Yeah, because the anyway. entire time you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, because in regular Magic, you only use, like, 23 cards out of the 45 you draft. Here, you have to use all 60? No. No, idiot. It's no. the same ratio. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, um, so that, that solves a problem I had. So, uh, start at 40 life, just like Commander. You're uh, one Commander or two if you have partners. Start outside like normal. Um, the Singleton aspect of of commander building is gone you don't have to only run one of something if you draft more than one of something throw them in your deck um and other than that draft and have fun and go and the things that people were complaining about is it's not commander because you're not drafting 100 cards um it's not commander because the singleton rule doesn't apply um it's not Commander... Uh, there's another reason it's spacing on it right now, but the big things are um, the Singleton thing. The Singleton thing really throws me for a loop here because we all knew... Well, we I shouldn't say we all knew. We were all told going into this that this was going to be designed for drafting. Um, obviously, it's not going to be just sit down and build a 100-card 100 uh, card deck and then play limited against someone. Um... So if you were expecting to just draft a like perfect commander deck, a uh, hundred card commander deck, you didn't think about this very much. Um, <laughs> you also forgot basic lands. <laughs> you also <laughs> forgot basic <laughs> lands. Um, obviously, there's there's a. Uh, uh, there's going to be some sort of twist to it because you have to. You're combining two formats. You're combining limited uh, and commander, which is a constructed format. Obviously, there's going to be some give and take on there. Um, I wasn't personally. I wasn't expecting anything. I put zero thought into like zero speculation into what they were going to do. I was just excited to see what it was going to happen, and 
when I read all the rules and stuff, I thought it sounded extremely fun, and I can't wait to do it. Um, and then, imagine my surprise when the internet blew up at this, and people are already super pissed after seeing, <laughs> what, ten cards? Um, <laughs> and reading the rules of, of drafting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, before I forget, there are some graphics out there you can look up as to things that uh, you can expect in this set. And one of my favorite one I shouldn't say one of, my favorite one is... Powerful white cards. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw that exact same graphic. <laughs> so if you like white cards, this is the set for you. <laughs> no, no. If you like powerful white cards. Powerful, powerful white, white cards. cards. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, so that's pretty much it. As far as the rules of drafting and, and what to expect from your Commander's Legends, I personally think it sounds like a blast. Yeah, yeah I do too. I'm hoping that this is something that I get to play a bunch of, and I'm hoping it's something that I have enough income at the time to buy enough to eventually make it into a cube, because I think that would be awesome. That would be very awesome. Yes. And the nice thing is, uh, from from early rumblings, from what I understand, it's going to be affordable. Which is awesome, considering uh, that from Double what, Masters was three hundred. From what I've seen, it's like regular boost. It should be regular booster box price. That yeah. plus or minus a hundred. Uh, there does appear to be a collector's version of it. Which, f that. I'm sick of those already. <laughs> yeah, it's a conversation for another time. It is, but I'm going to be angry during every other conversation about <laughs> that. That's okay. One of the things. Oh, sorry. The end. No, okay. I'll jump back in. Uh, <laughs> I'm now i'm gonna sorry. talk <laughs> i'm not that sorry yeah. uh one of the things that i'm excited for that was spoiled and I, we knew this was coming uh, but the new Sanger card uh because <laughs> you know anybody you who knows anybody who knows me knows how much i love uh vampires and specifically Sanger vampire uh baron Sanger, you know all, all that good stuff going way back uh to the early days of magic but the new Sanger the dark baron uh was finally fully spoiled and all his uh darren malakian of system of a down glory here um <laughs> which yes. i just love about this art because it's just like uh what is it uh bastian de harm is the author or the author jesus the illustrator <laughs> he also wrote the card he, um, he tells a story with his pictures he, is he sure author. does he's a visual artist yes uh, or a visual author um anyway <laughs> it, it, you know it's just like i don't know if he like looked at a picture of him and was like yep that's the guy but i mean it's a dead it's a dead ringer and just, it's just watching a vi- music video and going i bet that guy drinks human blood <laughs> right exactly um so he's a he's a four four flyer for four and two black and whenever another creature dies put two plus one plus one counters on singer uh D- the dark baron and whenever another player loses the game you gain life equal to that player's life total as the turn began which is just a kind of a neat little vampire uh you know draining the life of somebody the flavor in that is 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 pretty cool uh and he's he's the first partner uh the flavor is blood the flavor (laughs) is blood and the dark baron is on it uh so i'm just i'm really excited i'm definitely going to try to figure out a way to use him whether it's in conjunction with someone else or he just runs the deck but uh i have to do it just because he's of he's of the noble lineage singer (laughs) Uh, so I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, but it's I'm 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 excited for it. I think it's cool too that they brought Pete Venters back, the guy who illustrated the original Baron Singer from uh, God. Was that Homelands? Yeah, I think he's like the only halfway decent card from Homelands. And they're they're doing a thing that they're calling, um, God, what what is it? It's I'm trying to figure out the um, 
Anyway, it's a promo card that it's a... So they're calling it... Here we go. Uh, it's a special promo card you'll be able to get at a Commander Legends preview event, which is apparently sort of like a pre-release. More information on those closer to the date. So I don't know what they're going to do. I'm assuming it's probably something they're trying to do in conjunction with the pandemic and trying to keep people separate since uh, a lot of places aren't able to do the full-on yeah. pre-release events. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that because uh, there's a there's an LGS uh, like literally two blocks up the street from my brand new uh, from our new house uh, where we live. So I'm gonna go there whenever this is, and I'm going to get that uh, Pete Ventures illustrated Singer the Dark Baron because uh, it's just got that really cool like old school magic art feel to it that I love so much. So that's neat. I just think that's a cool little, uh, a little like love letter to to magic players. In a nice yeah, I, cap when I wizards. when I read, I I didn't uh, I don't know my magic artists as well as other people, so I didn't know that um, uh, who drew the original Sengir, but uh, I did read that they brought that artist back, and I thought that was really cool. Yep, that's an that's just a really really cool touch. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for the draft environment. I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope to get enough that I can, you know, crack some packs for myself uh, for my own collection, but also have some on hand so that uh, once everybody feels safe enough to to uh, get some people together in person, that we can draft this set a few times because I think it's just going to be a blast. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to it a lot. I am also excited. Uh, I guess that's a good. We'll just transition right there nice hard transition we're still talking commander chanel you had this idea uh this week that we we all really enjoyed and because it was your idea you're going to be the uh <laughs> you're, you're the inaugural person uh that we're that we're doing this for so uh you want to explain what your idea was and what we're going to do i'm the inaugural person that we're doing this for <laughs> i don't i don't know <laughs> i have this no idea where you were going with that but i I, yeah. I figured i'd just let you talk until you know that's fun. until you, until you I had time absolutely to mock me. had to um <laughs> so my idea because uh from what i've seen of community feedback on the uh, facebook page is the deck tech episodes are always fun and interesting for people so rather than doing the deck tech episodes like we've done in the past where when we don't have a chance to all get together Nelson or myself. I don't think Tej has ever done one. I haven't done one. Okay. Never got around to it. Uh, I'm a slacker. Yeah. So basically, those were those were the uh, filler episodes that when we couldn't all record, but one of us had free time and ambition, they would put that <laughs> together and you know get get something out there. So because those seem to get the most positive feedback, just being what we thought were filler, I figured we'd try to incorporate all three of us into a Deck Tech episode. Uh, the idea I had, because we all like using the uh, Architect website for uploading and sharing our decks with each other, um, one of us would, each each time we do one of these, upload our deck and let the other two take a look at it at least a day in advance. Kind of go over, figure out what the hell the deck is about. And then offer suggestions or compliments or insults about the deck in is a as a whole and to try and keep things a little bit structured and organized i said we should each find and i did this myself for because this is a deck uh again it's my inaugural deck here uh it, at least five cards that we would take out uh maybe five suggestions 
or five card as well as five cards that we really like in the deck. Like, hey, I didn't know that was a thing, or I forgot this card oh. existed, or hell, that's really sweet in conjunction with this. And I hear Tej forgetting that third section of it, but that's okay. I I I did not consider five cards that I like. That's not nearly as insulting as it sounds coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there were not five cards in your deck that I thought were good. No, no. I I, I, oh. I pulled out cards that I, I didn't like, and I pulled out five cards that uh, I think should go into the deck. Okay, that's good. But I didn't, I didn't pick out five to compliment you on, so I will do that quickly. No, that's fine. Um, okay. So, I will, I will give a very brief overview. Nelson will also, when this episode is uploaded, uh, link my architect. Uh, yep page i guess in the comments so that people can just click on it and see my fling a thing byron stout arm deck i'm not going to change the deck name teach to reverence marshawn lynch's is that what it was <laughs> grab yeah, my fling thing okay <laughs> my fling thing uh so byron stout arm is the commander he is a four four for four red and white lifelinker uh, you can pay a red and tap him. Sacrifice a creature other than Byron Stoutarm. Byron Stoutarm deals damage equal to the sacrifice creature's power to target player. So he flings things on a stick. Um, so, brief overview of the deck. It is 24 creatures. Uh, several of them, uh, for example, Phyrexian Walker is a zero-drop artifact creature. It's a zero-three. Memnite is a zero-drop artifact. It is a one-one. Uh, Crimson Kobold is a zero-drop creature. It is a zero-one. Now, those by themselves, obviously, not good at flinging, not even good at attacking, barely creatures by most standards. The point of the deck revolves around the 26 other artifacts, which include such hits as Batterskull, uh, Bone Horde, uh, Bone Splitter, Flare Husk. Oh, I love Flare Husk in this. Mortar Pod, great. Uh, I have Sword of Body and Mind, Sword of Fire and Ice, Sword of Vengeance, and Sword of Perunes. So the idea is get a, get a cheap creature out quick, start putting as many equipment on him as possible, and then use Byron when the time comes to hurl him at the, the uh, opponent until they die. And then all the equipment falls off, a new cheap creature comes in, hopefully for free, takes the place of the last chump, picks up all the equipment, and also gets hurled into somebody's face. Uh, this deck, I've played it a couple of times over the last, you know, few years. I built this thing probably like five or six years ago, maybe, maybe longer. And I don't update my decks as often as I should, which is why I picked this one for the first deck tech, because I need some input, I need some updates... Um, but overall, I like the deck. Average cost of everything, it's about a $400 deck, um, with the various foils and other things. I don't have too many pimped out things, like, uh, I have Hobgoblin Dragoon Foil, so that one is a 1-2 Flying First Strike for 3, so that's, that's, you know, 25 cents right there, that's a big, big spender. Uh, Hearthfire <laughs> Hobgoblin is a 2-2 Double Striker for 3, also in foil, that makes it a 39 cent card. Just little cheap creatures that benefit from equipment, um, along with a couple of generic good things, like Grand Abolisher, uh, $20 card right now. 
doesn't really benefit from equipment, doesn't really benefit from being flung. However, he helps control the battlefield a little bit because during your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. So he's there to kind of keep the peace until Byron or Brian throws. I keep saying Byron uh, until uh, Brian throws somebody. Um, but I have a list of five cards that I am immediately going to take out, and I have a list of twelve cards that I would uh, throw in. However. I already built the deck, so I already kind of know what my brain is going to do. So, Nelson. Yes. What five cards? Uh, 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 oh. Time out! Time out! Shit. Time out! Time out! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here real quick. Oh, I was gonna give you. Mind. I was gonna give you time to finish finish your homework. No, 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 no! I need jump to jump in. in right here, right here. Oh God! So, for all you Tej fans out there. And I know I'm right. Two I'm you. right here. <laughs> <laughs> you may not. You may have noticed that at the top of the show, I did not do something uh, that I normally do. Oh God! I was waiting show. for that. I was waiting for that. And there's a reason why I didn't do it because I was saving it for the opportune time. And this is it. Ahem. Oh God. <laughs> What up, hive mind? My name is Schnell. Build this deck for me, cause I don't want to do it myself. But I already have the deck. I was just looking for some input. No, hive mind, you have to do it for me. <laughs> I don't know how Google or any of the other databases work. What are some you auto- guys? What are some auto includes? That's a bad hive mind. <laughs> I know you guys think that that was Schnell talking, but that was actually me. I nailed it. it I'm really good at voice acting, you guys. You 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 tricked even me. Like I thought that I was <laughs> on the other end of that microphone as well. Uh, yes. Am I a time anyway. traveler coming back in time to tell myself not to be an ass? <laughs> nope. It's tea. Nope. Chuck <laughs> All right, I did my bit. Yes, Nelson, so, do your thing. Uh, yeah, pick out some. Uh, t- tell me some cards that you don't like in the deck to kind of explain why I might justify myself to you, depending on how I feel about them. Or I might give you a gold star if you pick something <laughs> on my list. And at the end of the round, whoever has the most gold stars will get slapped in the face for being a cheater. Uh, actually, uh, serious question here. Oh yeah. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this one of us at a time, or do you want to alternate? Um, let's go. Let's go back and forth. Let's, we'll keep everyone engaged. Okay. Okay. Now, sounds good. Nelson, top card um, that you would cut from Schnell's fling a thing. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Every, so everything here definitely has a place, right? Incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm off the show. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there are certain things that I really like in here, um, like Ariok Windwalker. Uh, it's a two-three flyer for three and a white, and uh, you tap it to attach target equipment you control uh, to target creature you control. Oh yeah, but I, but um, you know, and then there's there's another one. Um, uh oh. Oh no, I wrote down the wrong thing. Oh no, <laughs> oh no, I messed something up. Because um, I think it's a card that you don't have in. Um, there's a car. There's a creature that when it, uh, uh, it enters the battlefield, attach all equipment 
to that creature. Yes. Uh, oh no, it's in there. It's Vol- Vol- Volshock Battlemaster. Battle I like that one too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I like that one a lot too. Uh, but I guess I mean I know we had talked about this that you know there's always a place for graveyard hate, but I feel <laughs> like you know if you really wanted to optimize the Brian part of this deck, um, you know, Tormod's Crypt, I think would be on one of my cutting blocks potentially. Okay. Um, you know, and Tormod's Crypt, for those of you who don't know off the top of your head, it's an artifact for zero and you can tap it, sack it, and then it exiles a, a target player's graveyard. Um, so I don't, that would just, to me just seemed like less synergistic um, with, some of the other things you have in the deck. I will uh, do, I will award do, you one half star for that just because that card is not an auto-include. In the, that card is an auto-include for EDH, in my opinion, and therefore has no place in EDH. <laughs> sure. That's fair. It, it's one of those, yeah, you should have it, so it immediately takes away creativity by including it. Uh, one of the cards... So are, do you want me to say what I would replace it with right away? Or um, do you want me to... Sure, we'll do it that way. Okay. We're so making the, this shit up. Nobody cares. Yeah, right. Exactly. Did okay, you, so then... Nelson. Yeah. Did you did you pick a card that you don't like and then pick a card to replace that card that you don't like? Essentially, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That was my thought, right? But yeah. I mean, so this one, this replacement's going to be an artifact, but I'm not necessarily going to be replacing like creature with creature, artifact with artifact. Um, It's just like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So uh, for Tormod's Crypt, I thought uh, I would swap it out with something like maybe Phyrexian Processor, which is an artifact for four. As it enters the battlefield, pay any amount of life. And then for you can tap four and tap it to put an XX black minion creature token onto the battlefield, where X is the life paid as Phyrexian Processor entered the battlefield. I just thought that was a quick way for you to be able to get tokens with any you know you can set what you feel comfortable with and you can okay. do it repeatedly and you can just take them and fling them uh and you can you can constantly create these tokens uh with that card i just thought maybe that might be a little more synergistic so uh number the the first cut i thought would be i'd cut tormod's crypt and i'd put in phyrexian processor okay so what about you teach all right <clears throat> so um the first card that jumped out to me, the very first one, was Font of Mythos. <laughs> uh, Font of Mythos is an artifact for four mana, and it says at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws two additional cards. Um, now, I kind of understand the the inclusion, because you are playing shit. I dropped my wedding ring, and I'm divorced now. Because um, <laughs> I'm playing shit, and you're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, I know you're playing Boros, and card draw is a little bit hard to come by. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah. But red has a lot of really good card draw, like, like mana-efficient card draw. Like, um... Uh, I'm already spacing on it. There's that one red one. With, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> with, with, with flat. God, I'm an idiot. The red one with flashback. What's it called? Oh, it Faithless Looting? Modern. Yeah. Faithless Looting. Okay. Faithless Looting. Um, there's the the uh, 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 Light Up the Stage is a great red card. Uh, uh, does great things for a cheap mana cost. Um, as well as me personally, for four mana, um, I would run uh, uh, Outpost Siege or Chandra Pyromaster, any of the, uh, what are they calling it, impulse draws where you exile the top card of your library and you have until the end of the turn to play it. Okay. 
Uh, I'm a huge fan of that effect, and, and in most red decks that I'm playing, I have some sort of impulse draw thing in it. Uh, and I would run those over Font of Mythos uh, simply because Font of Mythos is giving all of your opponents two additional cards. Yeah, um, and uh, to be to be perfectly honest with you, um, Font of Mythos was in there because none of the other cards that you just named... Well, I think Faithless Looting might have, but none of the other ones had been printed yet when I built this deck. Oh, you know what? That's a good point, because you said it's been many years it's since been, you built this deck. Yeah, it's been a while since I built and updated this deck at all. Yeah. So, so I um, think Faithless Looting might have been a thing at that time, but beyond that, Light of the Stage, Outpost Siege, none of those existed when this deck was built. So that's that's part of the reason, why, again, why I picked this deck, is because the cards that came out after its creation that could benefit. Yeah. So, so be um, more selfish with my card draws, what you're recommending. That's my first pick for something to pull out. Um, okay. And I did, I did give suggestions of what to replace it with, but none of those suggestions were other cards that I have for <laughs> suggestions for you as well. That's fair. Uh, I've, got, I've got some suggestions. Okay. Uh, let's move on to you. Chanel, did you say you were going to pick about your own deck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Ajani Vengeon. <gasps> I get a gold star because that was my second one. Shit, it's right here on my screen. I didn't yeah, he's a, he's on he's on my list too. Okay. Oh Every, yeah. Everyone gets a gold star, but I'm giving myself a gold star because I picked it too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Four drop planeswalker in red and white comes in with three loyalty plus one target permanent does not untap during its controller's next untap step. Minus two is Johnny Vengeance deals three damage to target creature or player and you gain three life. Minus seven destroy all lands target player controls. It doesn't fit with the theme. It's not even that great as far as just overall like board control. Yeah. It's just sort of, I'm going to dick with a person here or there, and I would much rather have something else in that spot. So Johnny Vengeance your... is on my, my list of ones I would cut. In your defense, though, uh, since you brought it up with Font of Mythos, uh, Font of Mythos came from Conflux, and a Johnny Vengeance came from Shards. Yeah. So we're getting, I'm getting a good view of when this deck was built. <laughs> yeah. When when Planeswalkers were still kind of like a new hot commodity, and they made the first red white one, I can see why you wanted to throw it in a deck because EDH was pretty young at that point as well. Yeah. Um. Let me see. What would I replace it with? Uh, from my list of 12, how about, is this on anyone's else, anyone else's list? Magnetic Theft? Uh, nope. no. Okay. Magnetic Theft is an instant, uh, out of 5th Dawn for one red. Attach target equipment to target creature. There you go. Yeah. All right. Left him speechless. Great. Nelson, next card <laughs> you'd cut. Um, well, I'm just going to say the same one since we're on that subject. Oh, okay. uh, so I'd say my cut here would be a Johnny Vengeance as well. Okay. And then um, I was kind of going back and forth between two cards uh, for this slot. So uh, I was thinking that, and, and this is just, I don't know if, you know, the more I think about it, I don't know if I like it as much for what I thought. I thought, uh, so the card is Ar Archon of Justice. Uh, so for three and two white, it's a four four flyer. When it dies, exile target permanent. My thought was, you know, That's you have good. ways you have ways to recur creatures from the graveyard. Uh, so this also helps you with removal as your, you know, 
sacrificing it. So I was thinking, um, you know, something like that Archon, or even um, something like Realm Cloaked Giant, where it's a seven-seven, uh, but you could ca- you could cast it, you know, put it on an adventure first and destroy all non-giant creatures to kind of help you. You know, depending on what your board looks like, it just gives you a way to get rid of maybe some stuff your opponents have. So I was kind of going back and forth on, um, you know, Archon of Justice is, has been around for a while, but Realm Cloak Giant is new as of Throne of Eldraine. So yeah. obviously that wasn't around, but it's a card, you know, I mean... It's a solid board wipe, but it's a 7-drop seven 7-7. Seven, seven, and right. I don't have a ton of ramp in the deck because... what's my What's my curve look like? Well, yeah, you have yeah, I, 18 mountains, 16 plains, I, a Slayer Stronghold, a Battlefield my, Forge, my and then curve, things like Iron Mirror. Yeah, my curve hovers at 3 and then drops off significantly. I do love the fact, though, that you do have Sunglasses of Urza in this deck. <laughs> that is a good pull. Because that is a fucking awesome card in this deck. It is, it is not only a beautiful card, it is a personal favorite of mine, and it fits. It works, it helps, <laughs> it's stupid, and I love it. Well, it just goes. It's the fun old magic. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what Sunglasses of Urza is, it's an old ass artifact. Uh, <laughs> it is old enough to be a continuous artifact. artifact. Yes. <laughs> uh, for three generic mana and white mana in your mana pool can be used as either white or red mana, and it's these really sexy ruby red <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love. But yeah. I love the art that doesn't even bother to have like a real background. It's oh, yeah. just the sunglasses sitting <laughs> on a, sort of a gray void. Yep. <laughs> An empty table, maybe. It's like someone doodled it in their notebook during class. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Dan, um, what were you doing during math class? <laughs> Drawing math or magic cards? You nerd. <laughs> what about you, Teej? What's next on your list? Um, before we move on to the next card I want I want to cut, um, since you brought up ramp, um, you're right. This deck doesn't have much ramp, and... Uh, uh, I would recommend just running more personally. I like a lot of ramp in my decks. Um, and uh, I'm going to throw out an honorable mention here real quick. I noticed that you were running Iron Mirror, but not Gold Mirror. So you should probably throw Gold Mirror in there somewhere. Yeah, I thought that was odd when I was uploading the deck that I didn't have both. But it was probably just a matter of not physically having the card with me when I threw the deck together. Uh, understandable, but right. I I'm a man I'm a completionist I suppose. I, and I, if you're gonna I have one, aware. you should have both. <laughs> Got to complete those cycles for Teach, otherwise I'm you can't aware. sleep at night. Gets I'm the aware. shakes. I'm aware. Okay. Um, all right, so the next cut I would make uh, is a creature. It is Falconrath Marauders. That you get a gold star. Yes. Ah. Uh, Falconrath Marauders is a 2-2 Vampire Warrior for 3 and 2 red. It has Flying and Haste, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, put 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. Um, that's a lot of mana It is very expensive. not a good effect. Um, and this deck, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a strong equipment sub-theme. Um... So your your mana should be uh, 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 like saved for equipping what you already have on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, playing a five drop creature isn't going to get much equipment on it. You're going to be much better off uh, playing a cheap creature and then using your mana to buff it with all your equipment. 
Which is why I would replace um, Falconrath Marauders with Figure of Destiny. Oh. Figure of Destiny, yes, is a is a card that I've always wanted to play, and I haven't gotten able to play it much. <laughs> it's a one one a one one Kithkin. It's the leveler for... before level was ability. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for hybrid red white, you can pay one red or one white to cast it. Um, but it has three activated abilities. You can play one red or white to make it a two two Kithkin spirit. Um, you can pay three red, three white, or any combination if Figure of Destiny is a spirit uh, and turn it into a 4-4 four, four Kithkin Spirit Warrior. Or you can pay one, two, three, four, five, six. Any combination of six red or white mana, if it's a warrior, make it an 8-8 eight, eight Kithkin Spirit Warrior Avatar with Flying and First Strike. This creature uh, is versatile. Uh, it's a great mana sink uh, for things to do at the end of your turn. Um, it's super cheap to play, so you can drop it and then equip the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, or, you know, if you have mana lying around at the end of people's turns, uh, just turn it into a bigger and bigger and bigger creature. Um, and by the time it gets time to sacrifice it to Brian's start arm, uh, it's an 8-8 with however much equipment you have on there. Um it seems like it's a lot of work, but honestly, it's really not. It's really not, especially yeah. in a, a red-white deck. It's just a great mana sink. Uh, it's an all-around fantastic creature, and that should definitely go in there over Falconrath Marauders. Excellent. Uh, Nelson, Tiege win- or Tiege is winning with uh, two stars. What, what do you got for uh, things to take out? Yeah, um, I think the next one that I would put on my list... Oh, wait, time um, Yep. Isn't it isn't it Schnell's turn to take something out? Um sh- I don't know how we're formatting this, but I suppose oh, I assumed we were going in a circle. Okay. However you want. We're all sitting in different locations. Anyway. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> uh the the next thing on my list for cuts, uh this one is really, really tough for me, but flame tongue kavu. I went yeah. back and forth on that one too. Yeah. I also went back and forth on it and I decided to leave it in. So did I. I I was I was iffy on it, but I I figured it's a it's a four two for four, uh, red and three colorless. When it comes into play, it deals four damage to a creature. Um, beyond that, it's a four two for four, so it's limited with its uh like creature target or w- because it can only deal it to a creature. Um, but other than that, it's a four drop, four power, and I figured I could get more efficient stuff or more synergistic things out of it. Um, what I was thinking could take his place was SRAM Senior Edificer. Oh, oh SRAM. I forgot about SRAM. That yeah. is good. SRAM's a, that SRAM's is a great good, card. He is a 2-2 uh, two, two for 2. Whenever you cast an aura, equipment, or vehicle spell, draw a card. So that handles our font of mythos being too selfless. Yeah, and, and replaces a high drop creature with something cheaper and better value. There you go. Yep, that's a great swap. Um, I'm going to interject here, and I'm actually going to petition that Flame Tongue Kavu sticks around. Okay. Um, and here's why. Uh, it is it is only a four two for four mana. That's true, but uh, it kills a creature when it enters the battlefield. And uh, you can 
pay four mana to kill a creature and then immediately sacrifice the thing you just got for four damage uh, to to hit somebody else's uh, 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 hit somebody else with with Brian. Um, Counter. I mean, as far as counterpoint, as far as that is yeah. f- that is five mana in a single turn. And yep. taking out Flame Tongue Kavu would lower the curve on a deck that already doesn't have a lot of ramp. You're absolutely right about that. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, keep, keep all the value I can get. It, five, five mana uh, to kill a creature uh, and gain four life. Uh, uh, four damage to your creature. Four damage to a player. Gain four life for five mana. That's not super inefficient yeah you can definitely do better things but you can also definitely do worse things and that's why i was going back and forth on it with flame time yeah, like i said it wasn't easy for me but i i i ended up putting him on my list yeah um nelson uh yeah so the next one the next one that uh is on my list as something that i might get out of there um would be a johnny caller of the pride as well um nelson I, gets a star I just don't think kind of like the other Ajani. It's it's not it's not a bad card, but I don't know that it's as efficient in this deck as it needs to be to have a slot. Um, and one of the the card that I think I would replace it with um, is a gift for, uh, is a card from Theros, and that's Gift of Immortality um, because you you do have um, remember the Fallen in here uh, where you can return target creature card and or artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. But Gift of Immortality I think is cool because uh, it's an enchantment for two and a white. And when enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Return Gift of Immortality to the battlefield attached to that creature at the beginning of the next end step. So as long as nobody's disrupting that or removing this enchantment, uh, you can start a little bit of a loop with uh, you know one of your non-token creatures that actually goes to the graveyard when they die. And you can keep bringing it back. And this is going to play into... Um, the next two cards that I'm going to add, so I will just leave it at that. Okay, I I really like that. I, mean I really like that suggestion. That so, it was that, a good suggestion. Uh, I didn't, Teeth, I, didn't I didn't oh, even sorry. think about that because I was I was thinking only about equipment stuff. <clears throat> Um, yeah, my brain really went, there, what, how can we recur things or how can we like get huge things to fling? And you'll see that in my last two cards. Okay. You know what? It's funny. It's funny. You bring up recursion because, uh, I'm going to make a cut and then I'm going to bring in some recursion. Oh, um, my next cut is going to be Rockamar. Okay. Uh, Rockamar, Rockamar is a two, two, uh, with haste for two and two red. Uh, you can also pay one red and tap it to put a 3-1 red elemental creature token with haste into play. Um, now I, I, I see, I see the, I see the theory here (laughs) is, uh, you've got a, you've got a one mana, uh, make a 3-1 red elemental that you use Brian, uh, Brian to throw, um. I see that, but again, this is gonna go, get, let go of me, stupid cat, um, This goes back to uh, uh, Rakamar is five mana to make a three one that you're going to sacrifice with 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 Brian, and yes, every every turn after that, it's only one mana to make yet another creature, uh, but that's mana uh, that could be spent to equipping other things. Um, to me, it seems like four mana. Uh, by the time you hit four mana, uh, 
that four mana should be used to be uh, equipping other things. Um, now that I'm now that I'm like talking about it out <laughs> loud, I'm 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 starting to go back a little bit and think Rock Amar actually fits a little better than I than I thought the first time because of fair. the token aspect. Yeah, because um, I feel like with Brian, you are sacrificing potentially a lot of things, um, and you really want those tokens. So, um, so yeah, I mean that was that's that's another tough one. Okay. Um, uh, that's one maybe I would consider, um, cause, cause going back to, uh, your Grimson Kobold, your Memnite, your, your Phyrexian Walker, uh, and for some reason your Ornithopter you chose to omit for whatever reason, uh, wasn't, those are wasn't all... in the box of cards I was building from. <laughs> those are all zero mana things that you spend your mana to equip and then throw with Ryan Starnarm, um. Like like I'm I'm trying to think more like mana efficiency and is is Rakamar something I'm gonna spend five mana on or even four mana on, or could I use put that mana to better use elsewhere? Um which is why I was considering it. Okay. Uh but again, now talking about it, I'm wondering if I'm making the right choice here. But nevertheless, I promised you a replacement <laughs> uh that involves uh uh recursion. And gentlemen, I present to you the Cauldron of Souls. Ah oh, nice. Yes, a five-mana artifact, and all you have to do is tap it. And if you do, you choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until end of turn. And persist, if you are unaware, means that when this creature dies, if it has no minus one, minus one counters, it returns to the battlefield under its control, under its owner's control with a minus one, minus one counter. Uh, that just... No. Oh, I thought of another great idea for your deck, too. Oh, God, I have so many cards to give you. <laughs> Um, uh, pick something up with Brian, throw it, it's going to come back, it's going to be slightly weaker, but it's back. And that's the important thing. It's back. I don't know how, I like that card, I don't know if I like that card in this deck. And the main reason why is just going through some of the creatures I have, 2-1... Uh, two two zero yeah. one one. There's a lot. There's a decent number of one and two toughness creatures, and well, yep. several several one toughness creatures that don't benefit from it at all. And it is a five mana investment. That's five five mana is 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 uh is why I was a little iffy on it. Yeah, but it was something I thought of with the whole sacrifice thing. Okay. So good, good thematically, but not necessarily ideal. We'll say. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we covered on my list a Johnny Caller, a Johnny Vengeant. I said Flame Tongue. I did not say Sudden Shock. Sudden Shock. I feel like I can replace with something better. It is a. Two- I'm. I'm gonna give you a gold star. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Uh, sudden shock. You, you you talk about sudden shock, and then I'll talk about sudden shock. Okay. Uh, sudden shock is shock for one extra mana, <laughs> and it gives it split second, which just means nothing else can go on the stack while it's on the stack. So it's uncounterable, but it's two damage, so it doesn't really help or hurt anyone. It's just sort of. I'm I'm pretty sure I just threw it in there. Because I had the promo version, I went, "This is cool," and I threw it in the pile. Yeah. So that is yeah, that's, that is on my that is on my short list of cuts. That's on my cut pile too. 
Yeah. So what I was going to say about Sudden Shock is um, briefly, briefly going through your deck, um, um, it needs more ramp, it needs more card draw, and you need more efficient spot removal. Uh, and that's why I uh, left Flame Tongue Kavu in because that's you get a creature and you get to take something out when it comes into play. Um, all of that being said, I didn't want all of my picks to be like uh, uh, run this ramp card, run this draw card, <laughs> uh, run better spot removal. So I didn't want to bring it up at all. But since you do mention it, uh, 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 your your burst lightning, your sudden shock. I don't like those. Lightning Bolt, I think, is okay. Because three damage is a lot. You can take out a lot of, like, like su super efficient, yeah. uh, uh, supportive creatures in there with three damage. But Sudden Shock and Burst Lightning, I feel like, have to go. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to <laughs> you know, make boring picks like no, that. No, no, no. So. That's fine. That Again, that's why we're here. It's a safe, it's a safe space to talk about magic. It's a safe place. Yes. Um, so, that exhausts my... My five minimum cuts. Uh, Nelson, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, and since we're running up on That's, yeah. time here, I'm just gonna do I'm gonna do my two cuts and then my two additions real quick. Cool. So <laughs> I had uh, I actually had um, out of your instance two. I had sudden shock as one, and I had burst lightning as the other. I just okay. didn't think they were super efficient. Yeah. Uh, in this deck specifically. Now the 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 two the two cards I'm gonna that I added here, uh, or I, I like here, uh, they're heavily, they're, they're, they're higher CMC cards, uh, but they, they allow you to do a lot. Um, if you are able to invest the mana in them. And one of them is Evra Halcyon witness from Dominaria. Uh, she's a four, four with lifelink for uh, four and two white. Uh, and for four mana, you can exchange your life total with her power. So if you're ever in a spot where, you know, you want to say, give her, 20 power and take her life total because you can win the game with it. That's just a, a win con that you could add in there or, you know, at least a threat of a giant bomb um, on the board for you to fling with Brian, even though that one does, uh, you know, potentially hurt you if you don't have a way you know that that four life will hurt unless you've got a bunch of equipment on her. Uh, the other the other one that I thought uh, would work in this deck along kind of the same lines is Sarah Avatar. So this is uh, uh, CMC a seven. It's four and three white. But Sarah Avatar's power and toughness are each equal to your life total. And when it's put anywhere into a graveyard, or when it's put into a graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it back into the owner's library. So this is just one. You know, it speaks to that theme of recursion, uh, and it's one that especially in a game of commander where if you can get this thing out when your life total is you know 20 or above you're doing pretty pretty damn well with it especially if you've got brian who can just you tap a you tap a red and then you're flinging 20 damage at somebody's <laughs> face um you know so that's those are my thoughts behind that it's just a way to get um you know you've got a bunch of small creatures that you're buffing with equipment and things like that but i thought this was another way that you could utilize you know um in magic like your life is a resource uh so i thought this was just a way to kind of uh take advantage and utilize that resource uh in a different way that you aren't with other cards that are in that deck so those were my two, my last two. I mean, okay, all right. What about you, Tej? Um, okay, so I will go through everything that I have left here as quickly as I can. Um, I found an equipment I don't like in your list, and that is grappling hook. Uh, grappling hook, four to play, four to equip. Equipped creature has double strike. 
and whenever equipped creature attacks, you may have target creature block it this turn. Um, I don't like this for two reasons. The, the, the main one is it doesn't increase your power. And if the idea is to up the power so Brian can deal the most damage with it, uh, equipping, spending your mana to equip something with Grappling Hook only to have it uh, get sacrificed to Brian isn't a good way to spend your mana. You can, do, you can use much better equipment for that ability. Um, and the second uh, reason that I don't like Grappling Hook is uh, you can have target creature block, but only if the equipped creature attacks. Um, and, uh, uh, it seems counterproductive to attack, force something to block, and then sacrifice your attacker. It, uh, it is a may effect, though, to have them block it. That's true. That is true. Um, I just feel like there's better equipment out there. Um, so, a lot of my picks are, uh, first of all, pretty much anything with living weapon, you've got some in there already. Uh, but anything with living weapon enters the battlefield with a token mm -hmm. equipped to it. That's already something to sacrifice to Brian. So anything with living weapon is really good. Um, I suggested Shadow Spear. Shadow Spear Sim was on ah, my nice. uh, list yeah. of ads, so I'll give T just yeah, yes. that's a good one. Uh, simply because it's another equipment that gives lifelink. I completely forgot till until like. 10 or 15 minutes ago that Brian even had lifelink <laughs> oh, yeah. attached to him. So uh, I threw that in there. It's just another equipment to have lifelink. Um, but if you really want to be a monster, uh, the last equipment on my list is grafted exoskeleton. Oh, nice. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has infect. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, so you sacrifice it, and it deals poison damage. <laughs> Alternate win con. Alternate win con. Um, so those were my cuts. I have two more. I'm sorry, three more suggestions here for you. Okay. Suggest suggestion number one: Brass Squire. Uh, okay. Is a taps to equip one, stuff, right? Yep. Taps yeah. to equip. Attach target equipment you control to target creature you control. Um, I saw one or two things in there that you can use to equip at instant speed. Brass Squire would be another thing. There's that thing from Phyrexia, some sort of paladin that makes pure all steel paladin. Zero. That's another thing. Pure steel paladin was of. one of my twelve. Nice. Um, Requiem Angel is something I thought of not too long ago. Uh, whenever a non-spirit creature you control dies, make a spirit token. Okay. It's kind of recursion. You're just you're sacrifice things and you get a body to replace it. Not a big body, but it's a body nonetheless. Um, my last inclusion here. Uh, uh, I'm kind of proud of this one. I like this one. Mirror Entity. Oh, nice. Mirror Entity is a 1-2 shapeshifter for 2 and a white. It has Changeling, um, which means it's every creature type at all times, but it has an activated ability of X. Until end of turn, creatures you control have base power and toughness XX and gain all creature types. Yeah, it's so pretty solid. You just... Another mana sink, like Figure of Destiny. Yeah. You just put a shit ton of mana in it, and then pick a creature and sacrifice it. Nice. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, that's it for me. Um, I believe, based on my scoring, Tiege wins by two extra gold stars. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nope, by one extra, but Tiege still edged out Nelson as far as uh, 
as far as the mini game was concerned. So uh, next week, Nelson, I am I'm electing you to be up. Uh, pick a deck. Could be a new deck. Could be a deck that you you know just want to update. Something you don't care. Whatever. Pick a deck. Yep. Upload it to Archidex. Share it with us. We will make our uh, reviews of it beforehand, and then when we discuss. We will go ahead and do this the same way. Keep in mind now that there is a mini game that we can win or lose. Nelson, you lost. <laughs> and for our listeners, once all three of us have uh, finished going through and modifying decks, we're going to play them against each other, at least a game or maybe two, and see how they do with our new and improved versions, what with our yeah. homebrew magic productions. Yes, we will. That's going to be a fun time. It will be a fun time. It'll be tedious. Uh, and this was a fun, uh, a fun little exercise too. Yeah, it is. I'm glad we did I liked this. It. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I look forward to you know continuing to do it and to see you know what comes, what comes from it so next. This will be uh, Hive Mind Deck Tech episode yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. That's the title, Hive Mind Deck Tech episode one. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we are right up on time that's that's perfect gentlemen well done so yeah and if uh, uh if if you guys want to uh check out my deck list i'm not going to modify anything on architect yet because nelson will have it listed in the show notes yep so take a look make your own suggestions let us know we're idiots and stuff that we missed or we should include so yeah yeah exactly we can we, like uh, we can we can take it we're big boys yeah we forgot basic lands we're we're not the best magic players <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't take any magic advice from us uh, if we're being honest with you. <laughs> you had you had two lands in your deck, and that was it. <laughs> Just God, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you guys uh, for doing this again this week for getting a game in before we recorded and recording, uh, and for doing this exercise. It was a ton of fun. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in again and listening. Make sure you guys uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends to check us out too. If you got some uh, some magic friends in your life that that don't already listen to us uh you can find us on itunes google play stitcher iHeartRadio, podbean you guys know the spiel by now anywhere uh you can get podcasts um check out our online community uh just go to facebook and search homebrew magic you'll will find us there and uh until next time don't drink and scry nobody mentioned colossal hammer <laughs>